We're going to talk about something that has been an ongoing conversation, specifically in sports, for a really long time. And that's concussions. The risk, the aftercare, the long-term effects. There are some new standards for diagnosing concussions, and the research to get there has been led by Canadian Associate Psychology Professor at the University of British Columbia. And he's our guest on the show, Dr. Noah Silverberg. Dr. Silverberg, thanks so much for making the time. Thanks so much for having me on. Now, I want to acknowledge that you co-led this study. You did have a little bit of help, but I want to know why you felt it was important to determine new standards for diagnosing concussions. Why go into this area? Yeah, well, the main driving force was that there are many, many different definitions of concussion out there and uh, different standards being used all over the place in, in clinical settings and in research for identifying who has this injury, which has led to inequities in care and, and challenges with doing research when uh, different studies are enrolling different patients and making it sort of apples and oranges kinds of comparisons. Why has it been so inconsistent in terms of diagnosing them? Is it just is it just because there's not enough known about them or because they can look really different in different individuals? Yep, it's, it's both of those things. Uh, and I think another is that professional organizations have fairly narrow uh, focuses. For example, those uh, really trying to improve care for athletes with sport-related concussion. Uh, and at the same time, there are other agencies and organizations trying to improve care for military service members and veterans and still others in sort of trauma and hospital settings. So this initiative was really... Uh, trying to bring all those folks on the same page and, and diagnose a mild traumatic brain injury in the same way. Can you clarify exactly what a concussion is? Is it is it a mild brain injury? Is it ever that? Is it always that? Yeah, great question. That's been an uh, ongoing area of debate and controversy. Um, so we put that exact question to our international interdisciplinary expert panel to try to get an answer. Uh, and the answer is that uh, concussion is a mild traumatic brain injury. Um, the, the, the terms can be used interchangeably much of the time unless there is a visible uh, structural injury that we can see on a brain scan, then we wouldn't call that a concussion anymore. We would call it a mild traumatic brain injury. So okay. put differently, all concussions are mild traumatic brain injuries, not all mild traumatic brain injuries are concussions. So being able to properly diagnose them is obviously really important because, you know, when you put it that way, a mild traumatic brain injury, that I think increases the idea of the severity of a concussion. It makes you take it really seriously. What happens if it's not properly taken care of? Yeah, we know that uh, delays in recognizing a concussion can cause problems. For example, people continuing to participate in uh, high-risk activities where they could get another injury, such as uh, contact sports and certain occupations carry that risk as well. Um, we also know that earlier treatment uh, tends to be more effective. So uh, these are part of the sort of motivations for ensuring early and accurate uh, diagnosis. So what are some of these new standards then? What are the different ways now that concussions are being looked at to be properly diagnosed? 
Yeah, in some ways it's not different at all. It's just uh, clarification and consistency. So we sort of combed through the best available research evidence from the past few decades since the last major undertaking to develop diagnostic criteria and put that together with expert consensus, which sort of filled the gaps in, in the science and helped us to identify the specific signs and symptoms and test findings uh, and the combination of those that we need to say, yes, this person has a mild traumatic brain injury versus another person who just has a bump on the head that did not result in brain injury. Um, how many concussions can someone withstand in their lifetime? Yeah, I don't have an answer to that. Um, you know, we we certainly come across a lot of people who have had, um, you know, many, half a dozen, a dozen or more, and seem actually no worse for wear, and others who have lingering symptoms and disability uh, following a, a single concussion. So there's a whole lot of variability in how it affects people. Yeah, because I mean, this really goes back to big conversations that have happened, especially in professional sports, you know, maybe being pushed to play in instances where maybe a player shouldn't be. And so I wonder mm -hmm. about the consequence of a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, our, our biggest worry is risk of, of re-injury when uh, the brain is, is still healing. And that can obviously uh, happen when the concussions are, are not recognized uh, immediately. Uh, so, yeah, we worry about the sort of cumulative effects of repeated injuries, yeah. especially when they happen in close succession. Dr. Silverberg, you're an associate psychology professor. So I'm guessing that there are some psychological impacts of withstanding a concussion. Can you speak to that a bit? Sure. Uh, I mean, some of the more common are um, depression and anxiety that can be both a, a cause and consequence of other kinds of symptoms um, like the headaches and dizziness and uh, difficulty sleeping and, and fatigue uh, and, and all of that. Um, people can also uh, struggle with uh, feeling comfortable doing things again. So it, it's common in the early days after a concussion that uh, activity like uh, concentrating for long periods or getting your heart rate up through exercise can make people feel worse, which is scary and can lead to a pattern of people uh, kind of avoiding activities that they'd like to get back to, but they don't feel are safe. Uh, and that can sometimes uh, spiral. Uh, as well. We've been talking about how common this is in sports, specifically professional sports, but there's uh, there are a lot of different areas where someone could withstand a concussion, yeah. one of those being uh, a situation of domestic violence. I mean, this could be a, a, yep. real, um, a real concern in situations where maybe we might not otherwise think of them. Yeah, that is absolutely true. So uh, I think we get the most media coverage around uh, professional athletes who are injured, but they make up only a tiny fraction of all people with mild traumatic brain injury, falls, car accidents, other ways of, of getting hurt uh, being much more common. And as you mentioned, we are becoming much more aware about intimate partner violence as, as a cause. And um, that's uh, another area where uh, there ha historically have been a lot of um, brain injuries that have been missed and overlooked. And uh, we're hopeful that our initiative can be helpful in, in, in getting those injuries uh, recognized as well. So when you talk about your initiative and you talk about some of these new standards for diagnosing concussions, are these practices now going to be adopted across the board? What steps need to be taken to get there? Yeah. 
Well, we know it won't happen overnight. Uh, we know from other health conditions that it takes time and also a lot of proactive effort through uh, continuing medical education. So, you know, going around to uh, research conferences and other venues where uh, doctors engage in, you know, ongoing learning uh, and get the word out that way. Uh, but probably also through uh, policy changes um, and especially in the United States, you know, links to uh, healthcare billing. I mean, these are the things that really drive clinician behavior change and, and uptake of, of new standards, including this one. Well, Dr. Silverberg, thank you so much for your research and for your time this afternoon. Thank you again. Of course. That's Dr. Noah Silverberg, Associate Psychology Professor at the University of British Columbia and led the study on helping to define new standards for diagnosing concussions. Uh, Important across the board in lots of different instances, areas that we might not necessarily think of concussions being prevalent, like in a domestic violence situation. Oftentimes talked about in professional sports, that's important too, but uh, these standards could be really life-saving and life-changing in a lot of different circumstances.